¿Cómo se protegen contra la COVID-19? Lávense las manos por 20 segundos con agua y jabón. No se toquen la cara. Eviten tocarse los ojos, la nariz y la boca. Quédense en casa el mayor tiempo posible. Si salen, usen tapabocas y no se acerquen a personas enfermas. Obtengan más información en coronavirus.tarrantcounty.com. Florida Dry Center, LUT Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. My name is Kathy Brox, and this is the LUT Radio Show. Want to open up with prayer? Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, for you alone are worthy of all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. I thank you, Lord God, for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for words of worship. I thank you, Lord God, that you give us an opportunity to honor you and to be a blessing to you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for your for your um, giving us the ability to tithe and give offerings that helps the church to tell other people about Jesus, to use vehicles like television and radio, uh, print media, apps, phones, um, television. I said that, and whether the whether the church needs to go to and fro to do that, you always provide a way, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for you are worthy of all the glory, the honor, and the praise. And I thank you, Lord God, for waking me up this morning that I can think on you. Amen. Glory to God. It is a blessing to be used by you, Lord God. I thank you, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I thank you, Lord God, that you may speak through me today, Lord God. Say what you have on your mind to say through me, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, for helping me to uh, get understanding for the things that you have showed me. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, so today we're going to talk about justice. I talked about this once before, and oftentimes, you know, we use uh, examples from our own life because, well, that's what we know. We know our life. We know our life better than anybody else knows our life. And so when we give people examples on uh, or our testimonies and how we did things, you know, that's what it is. It's a test that we've gone through and say, hey, this is what I did to get X, Y, Z. And you don't have to do exactly what I did, but you can maybe try this or maybe try that or maybe don't do that. See, one road will lead you to prosperity, and another one to will lead you to jail. Which one will you choose? Do, 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 do. Believe it or not, some people choose the wrong road, knowing that it will end up in jail. But they're like, well, I want to wait or get money. I want some money right now, and I'm going to go rob somebody. And God's like, that ain't the way to go. No. Or I'm going to go take what I want. You know, or people do things like they go and They'll get, you know, I gave you a prime example when I was little. I was about eight years old. I took 50 cents out of my mom's purse, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried. And I, I confessed to it because I just could not handle it. I was like, oh. she said no, and I wouldn't have did it anyway. And I, in my mind, my eight-year-old mind, all of a sudden, I was trying to figure out, oh, my goodness, maybe she needed that for gas. And I was thinking, you know, I know 50 cents wasn't a whole lot. It could, I mean, it I thought 50 cents for a candy bar was too much. (laughs) 
and we, it was a really special candy bar. I think it was like a Charleston Chew or something. And <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, 50 cents will probably put some gas in the car, but I didn't know how much gas it would be or how far it would go, but I knew it was wrong that I took it. And so that, that, that's my example, uh, which is one of the reasons why I don't steal today. <laughs> I, I cannot handle it. I cannot... The Lord will come down on me so hard and so fast. I didn't even get the wrapper open before I was telling on myself. I I don't recall getting that wrapper open because even in the moment that I took the money out of her purse, I was feeling guilty. But then somebody next to me was like, oh, you, we can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Now, she wouldn't put her hand in the purse. She had me to do it. So that way she could say, well, I didn't take it. <laughs> I'm laughing now, right? Because I'm seeing the logic of that other person's mind. I'm going, wow. Okay. And so really I became the one that did the wrong thing, right? And so I walk over to the, we walk over across the street to uh, the candy store was run by a preacher. And he knew both of us. And he looked at me. And he knew that I had stolen that 50 cent. He says, you know what? These things ain't even cold. They hot. So the chocolate's going to be all melted. I was like, by this time, I was full on in sin. I was like, uh. And he goes, are you sure you want it? He asked me three times, are you sure you want this thing? And I was like, well. And then I'm looking at the person next to me. Yeah, I want it. I want it. And the person next to me, and I want to feel like when you let, when you're that little, you want to be cool. And you want to, no matter who it is, you want to be cool in that person's eyes. Like, but you're like, man, oh, because I used to get teased for always, you know, they used to call me Sheriff or some goodie. I had a number of Sheriff names because uh, I would always straight. Because if they, if parent, if my parents told me to do something, then that's what it was. That was the law. That's what it was. There is no if. It's whatever they said. And so when you go against what they said, it was just like a shock, like all the bells rang, and God is sending all these people to tell me, you need to choose right. This could, this could decide the rest of your life. You need to choose right. And, and so anyway, <laughs> I am sitting there going through all this stuff in my mind so many things was running through my mind and this man is sitting up there sweating and he looking down at me me and my little eight-year-old self with my pop bottle glasses on he goes are you sure and so we look at exodus 23 and 2 it says do not follow the crowd in doing wrong when you give testimony in a lawsuit do not prefer justice by slide by siding with the crowd and so in that moment we instantly went into a courtroom because he goes are you sure that this is what you want to do and i'm like uh no i couldn't quite get it out uh, i'm like i really want chocolate I think I want chocolate. He goes, 
it's not like you're gonna have the best experience because it's all melted and everything. It's not even gonna it's gonna get all over the place. It's gonna be messy. And you can't bring it back once you buy it. And so I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I'm thinking. And the one the person next to me went and grabbed theirs and they on their way out the door and I'm still there thinking and thinking. I think it took me ten minutes to buy a candy bar. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to look like such a chump if I don't. But then I'm like, oh, it's chocolate. And I had all these things on my mind. And I'm like, forget it. I want that chocolate. He goes, are you absolutely sure that you want this chocolate? And I go, yes. And in the moment that I took that chocolate, I knew that I was not going to enjoy that chocolate. And he's like, all right, I'm going to let you have this chocolate. But just so you know, you really don't need that chocolate. He said, all right, y'all, go on on out of here. He already knew I, I stole a 50 cent. He knew God told him. God was telling him everything. He was even telling him what to say to me to see what I would do. And I was like. And so I I walk on down the, the driveway to go back across the street to the house. I'm walking in the door. My mom called me. And this is the crazy part. The moment that I was taking the money, I could feel her watching me. I, I kid you not. It's as if God had put his, he is like he put his eyes on her forehead and she could see what I was doing, right? That's what it felt like to me. So really, it was God watching me. God was <laughs> God was watching me take something that was not mine. He was watching me take something that was not mine. And he knew that I would feel guilty, but he was waiting for me. He wanted me to not do that thing because I, I had already sinned when I listened to the snake talk. Remember in the, in the, uh, in the Garden of Eden, the snake came to uh, Eve and he's like, yo, girl. Check this out. God got something he don't want you to know. He hiding stuff. Mm-hmm. He told you one thing and then, you know, it's really another thing. He just don't want you to be like him. Mm-hmm, girl. He don't want you to know everything he knows. That's why he ain't letting y'all eat of that tree. Yeah. Uh-huh. The tree of good and evil. Good and evil. Everlasting evil. Yeah. He, he's like, don't eat that tree over there or you'll die. You'll surely die. And the snake is like, she, well, Eve is like, for real? Now, crazy thing is Eve knew everything that Adam knew, and Adam knew everything that God knew. So that he wasn't, God wouldn't hide nothing from him. He's like, oh. he just didn't explain what death was because he did not know death. And so since they didn't know death, why explain it to him? Because when you know a thing, don't you immediately start walking towards that thing that you know? You do. When you know something, you start walking towards that exact thing that you know. I kid you not. One of my friends told me, Kathy, do not. <laughs> he goes, do not do X, Y, Z at this time. Do not look at this. I'm not playing. Don't do it. It is not going to serve you well. <laughs> and I, I went 
And I was good for a little while. I was like, and then I kept hearing his voice. I just don't want you to, because it's not going to serve you well. Don't look at this thing, because it's not going to serve you well. I don't want you to look at that, because it's going to hurt your feelings. And it's not the way things look. I'm, it's just a performance. It, he didn't even say a performance. I, I interpret it as it was just a performance. But he's like, it's it's just... It's just not right. I just don't want you to look at it. And I'm like, either when you hear that, it's all in your mind. You're going, really? And why? Why, Kathy? Why don't they want you to look at that? Why does they not want you to look at that? Uh, (laughs) And you know that keeps circling in your mind over and over again. Until finally I just broke down. I was like, I have got to know. I must know. You have got to tell me what it is. I must know. That is like putting a birthday gift in front of a child or even an adult seven days before their birthday and tell them, do not open it until your birthday are you kidding me why would you do that this is not christmas christmas i have learned to wait because it's fun shaking the boxes my birthday indicates that i can open that thing at any time that i want because it is my impending birthday but you said do not open it until the day of ah how many of y'all wish you were born at midnight (laughs) so i go and i start unraveling everything i'm just like i'm going and looking at everything and when i see what i wasn't supposed to see i'm like I didn't want to see that. He was absolutely right. I absolutely did not want to see what I saw. I was upset. I was upset. Completely upset. And it wasn't really nothing he could do about it because he had already said, don't go do that because it's not going to serve you well. You're not going to like it. It's just something. Just leave it be. Ah, I wish to God I had not have stolen that 50 cents. Because in the same time, (laughs) just with the same thing that he told me, I went, I was disobedient and I went and looked and I had already known that my mom had already said, don't go in my purse. Um, I ain't really got no money. And that's all I got up in there. And, um, and so I didn't. I had heard her say that, and so I just said, okay, and then somebody came to me and says, oh, but guess what? She has a whole dollar in her purse. It's in quarters. Remember, Daddy said we could always have quarters. Quarters belong to kids. Children ought to always have quarters. And my mind was going... I guess 
But mama said, don't touch that. She said, don't touch dollars. <laughs> don't touch money. <laughs> Those are coins. <laughs> straight tripping because i was like i know this person is wrong but that kind of sound right and so i was only eight and trying to like put some real discernment on this because then it became you scared oh you scared you a chicken you scared and i'm like you evidently scared you coming to me and then it comes on you just a goody two-shoes you don't never do nothing i was like Ah, they hit me with the ego. How many of us have been challenged with our ego? I mean, even at eight years old, you you get challenged with your ego. And the same challenge that you get at eight, you get at 40 or 30 or 20 or 15, you get the same challenge. Oh, don't go. You scared. You ain't going to go talk to him. No, you ain't going to go do it. When I was about 16, I think I was 16 because I graduated high school at 17. I wasn't like extra early at my birthday. It's just it's just when my birthday ends. Wouldn't it be cool if I had graduated at 15, though? That would have been really something. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, I was, I was, um, I took a, somebody dared me to go on prom. He, they dared me uh, to ask, ask somebody out for prom because, uh, I don't. I think it was that I didn't get asked to prom, and so I had asked somebody to prom. One guy had asked me, but I didn't really like him, and the reason why I didn't like him is because he was a bit illiterate, and I know that's snobbish, right? That's snobbish to not like somebody because they're illiterate. Um, I didn't like dislike him, but I knew I could not see a future with him. And so my mind was, you date the ones you see a future with. That was, (laughs) or see some, some, even for me, a future was a decent conversation. And so I didn't like, I, I I just, it, it just, it was just, it, it wasn't there anyway. So I told him no. And I probably said it said, should have said yes to him, but I told him no, because I just, it's just something about not being able to have a conversation. It throws me off and I kind of, you know, I'm kind and cordial, but there's nothing there. And so I just listen. And so oftentimes, you know, I would just listen to him when he would talk, you know, and I'll just listen to him and engage him. And I was just kind of, I would, I get to the point where I start interviewing people. And I used to do this even when I was younger. And so if, (laughs) if a person doesn't have a good conversation for me, I will try and pull things out of them to create a good conversation. But with a guy that you want to go to prom with, you want to have some fun. And so I didn't want to take that risk. He probably would have been a better option for prom because he did he didn't have any he didn't have that uh what do you call it he didn't have he didn't have the know-how to not do a certain thing you know what i mean he was normal as a guy but he didn't have that intellect of being afraid of doing things he just he didn't have that intellect of like you know what what they're gonna say they're gonna be 
he's just like look i like to do what i like to do and that's what i like to do i'm not the most smartest person but this is what i like to do <laughs> that's the best way of explaining that because i can't think of a word for it but he's you know he, he went in funny thing is he went into the military and he got you know he came out after his four years he came out much taller and stronger you know got a good job and everything his conversation still was not the best because now he was arrogant because he had a slamming body so he went around having sex with every female that ever turned him down he even tried it on me and i said no and so i began to treat him like <laughs> i began to treat him like he was family i, I refused to date him because um he's a friend of the guy that i went on prom with and that's one of my rules i do not date people that are friends of someone that i have liked or dated or even going on on, on one date with i will not date your friend and so that is my number one rule i will not date your friend period so that way he never has to worry oh you know if something happened with us then uh, then she gonna be dating my boy I don't even like that because I don't like to break up friendships. So I do not date friends, period. And so anyway, what was I talking about? Oh. <laughs> and so prom, I had to ask, I had to ask this guy out on a prom and, and, and I was just kind of scared to it. Oh, just so scared. And I was like, I was like, okay, so he like, well, aren't y'all like kind of dating? not really i found out he was dating other people uh and so i was just one of many <laughs> but uh he did say yes to go to prom me so first he wasn't gonna go and then his mom was like you better go boy and she told him don't bring home no prom babies and i was like cool no problem because my mother would kill me and my father would probably put a gun to this boy's head you know um <laughs> and so we were straight there there was no problems with that but his mama was real cool in that she was just completely honest and she raised him to be completely straightforward and honest and that's just how he was completely straightforward and honest and uh he also went into the military and uh and so anyway i, I ended up going on prom and i got this great dress from lord and taylor's because then after i went on prom i had to go and ask my mom mom i want to go to prom can we afford a dress <laughs> And she had been saving for the thing anyway. I didn't, I didn't know that. So she surprised me. We went to Lord and Taylor's and got this very expensive dress. For me back then, $300 on anything was expensive. But my mom believed in buying things once and buying quality. And so she's like, well, do you have your dress made? I'm going to buy one. She says, I think you should buy one because I've seen some of these dresses that are made and they look terrible. She says, these people can't sew. <laughs> or something to that effect. <laughs> and so anyway, we went over there. I was like, I want to get mine from Lord and Taylor. And so we went down there and uh, got the Lord and Taylor dress, tried on everything. I found this great dress. It was so pretty. I'm, I'm going to see if I can put it up online on Instagram. And then um, we got these shoes. I forget where we get the shoes. I think the shoes were from Carson's or something. It was like 100 bucks. And so we spent like almost $500 because we had to get the stockings, then we had to get my hair done. And so we spent about 500 I guess, maybe 1000 because she gave me cash too to have in my pocket because she says, if they start acting stupid, I want you to be able to get a cab to come home. And so, 
and so my mom was pretty cool she's pretty cool with you know with prom and everything she's like don't ever be afraid to walk away or get out of any car you just get out at a gas station or some place where it's well lit go into a mcdonald's restaurant and call a cab or call me if i'm at work stay right there i'll come and so she worked in a hospital so you know if she had to send the police to come pick me up she you know what i'm saying she <laughs> she she to make sure i got home and so uh anyway so to take 50 cents from her was so terrifying for me god made me spill it he made me vomit up my sin i kid you not i wasn't even saved at the time but i was eight years old and god had a plan for my life he had a plan for me to be saved and had i not confessed my sin that would have led to bigger sins because once you steal once you will steal again and you won't steal a small amount every time you steal it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and the lies get more and more and bigger and more intense and so it's y'all probably thinking oh so you don't lie at all i try not to lie because even though i can get away with a lie to somebody else but to god can't get away with the lie so he said everything that comes out of your mouth must be the truth because i've always told god I want to say what you say and do what you do. So if I'm lying, I'm not saying what he says and I'm not doing what he's doing. Everything that comes out of my mouth has to be the truth. And, or at least has to be the truth as I know it. And if I'm wrong, he'll correct me and I'll come back and correct it. But I'll be trying <laughs> really hard because you ever had your chest pound, your heart pound so hard that it's about to pop out of your chest? I mean, all my nerve ending. I mean, I was just on fire. I was just, my heart was pounding. It was like in my throat. My hands was just, it was. And when she came upstairs and I looked in the eye, I was like, I gotta tell you something. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I was just outdone. I just, I was like, this stealing stuff is not for me. And she showed such grace and such mercy. In the Bible, in Revelations 19 and 11, is one of the last times the subject of justice came up. And it says, I saw heaven standing open, open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. Now, I had told you before uh, that Jesus had asked God, I said, God, why didn't you show some mercy to your second angel, Lucifer, who became Satan, the father of sin? He goes, it was a war. <laughs> and he said it like that. So I will be sure to understand because he was angry because it was like, are you actually taking the side of Satan? No, no, sir. No, sir. No, I'm not. I am not. I am not. I am not. I was just wondering. Because you're a merciful God. And he was your second in command. I just felt like maybe there was some love there. Maybe you tanned his butt. You know, but when I think about it, I turn four. He was wrong. Lucifer was wrong. He tried to take over the father's throne. But, I mean, it's like. That's like a boy 
telling his father, I'm going to take your check. You're going to go to work. I'm going to take your check, and I'm going to spend it however I want. And you're going to be all right with that. How many fathers do you know will slap that boy to the ground? Slap him to the ground. <laughs> or here's a better example. Because some people are like, oh, money, money ain't nothing. A boy. Now, I haven't, I ain't going to say, well, never mind. I'm going to just give you an example. There's a, there's a boy, a young teenager. He goes and has relations with his neighbor's wife. I had to separate that a lot there. And he tells, <laughs> and the dude, the dude, the neighbor, the dude finds out about it, right? How many people does it take to hold this man back to keep from strangling this teenager boy? <laughs> I'm just saying. It would take a whole lot to restrain a grown man from kicking your butt when you take what is his that's why we don't do that and that's what god what god was explaining to me we were at war this dude my second in command came up on my came up on my spot on my stuff everything is god's spot and everything god shares except for his throne he doesn't share his authority doesn't share his throne he's willing to share his authority with us which made lucifer jealous and so anyway, he, <laughs> Lucifer was trying to not only take over the throne, but he was also trying to kill Jesus. The whole point of Lucifer taking over the throne was so that there would be no place for a son nor sons. We are the sons of. Because why did Jesus come? Jesus came to save the whole world. His, the whole point of Jesus was us. The whole point of Jesus coming to earth and paying price on the cross and defeating death, hell, and the grave, that's for us. Because God knew what we would mess up. It was just only a matter of when we would do it. He knew. Jesus was made for us. Jesus exists for us. And so that was a real battle between Lucifer and and the father and jehovah god that was a serious battle and it was absolutely real and so god was explaining to me just because of merciful does not mean that i'm not just he got his exact reward and sometimes god will even though you deserve death and punishment he'll give you a conversation like he gave cain cain told told god why am I giving you an offering? It ain't like you gonna eat it anyway. What you gonna do with it? You ain't gonna eat that. You don't even need that. You don't even need it. And God was like, "Yo, you need to watch yourself. You know, sin is at your door." And so He warned Cain. Even when Cain killed his own brother, He was like, "Oh, He could have killed Cain, but He didn't." He's like, "Just get out. Just get out. Do not come near me anymore." walk away from me and he's like well your punishment is too much you mean i can't i can't do what i did before i can't harvest and easy like i can't he's like oh they're gonna kill me and so god put a mark on his head don't kill him if you do you're gonna have to deal with me and so that to me that shows mercy because here it is this dude killed 
God's son. It was his brother, but it was also God's man. And he killed him because he was jealous of the offering because Abel believed God. And he gave his offering, he gave the best of what he had free. He would give like double portion blessings to God. And he did it because he loved the Lord. He really loved the Lord. And and Cain couldn't just see it. Cain was like, what up? What are you talking about? And so they just, he just, he got so mad with God. It had nothing to do with Abel. So what he did was he killed what God loved. Which is the same thing Lucifer is trying to do. He killed what God loved. God loved obedience. So he, in killing Abel, he was killing obedience. Now going back to the story of justice. And asking me to take the money out of the purse rather than that person taking the money out of the purse. They were subverting obedience. They were being disobedient through a third party. Me. But they could always say, I didn't do it. Because truly they didn't. They just received the fruits of the other. Even though they gave instruction to do the thing. But they didn't actually do the thing. And so in that, they didn't really feel guilty. They felt like, well, I got what I wanted. So it doesn't really matter. And so we both got corrected that day. Um, but God corrects us and it's good when God corrects us because it's, that's how you know he loves you. When God is correcting you, he loves you. When he stops correcting you, you got a problem because he like, <laughs> get away from me. I don't even want to be back. In Matthew 23 and 23, it says, woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites you give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. Luke 18 and 7. And will not God bring about justice for the chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep, I'm sorry, will he keep putting them off? John 7, 51. Does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? God is a just God. And your parents are often just with you. And so when they tell you not to touch something because that's all they have, they really didn't mean don't touch it at all and don't use somebody else's thing. When your when your loved one tells you, <laughs> don't go look at such and such a thing because I'm not there to explain it and you're not going to like it, trust them. Just trust them. <laughs> when your teacher tells you that you should do your homework and don't wait till the last minute because then you're not going to do a good job, you'll be rushing, trust them. Take your time, start early, do your homework. And when your parents tell you, start saying when you're young, trust them because they're telling you the truth. Because when you get older, you'll be like, man, I wish I had to save some of that money. <laughs> God loves you. And I don't want you to ever say, I wish I had a got saved. 
Because we're giving you an opportunity for salvation right now because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. That is who. I got saved already. Do you want to be saved? That's the question. So, if you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you want to be forgiven all your sins, then what you should do is get saved. That's right. Repeat this repeat this prayer confession after me. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, say this. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth, that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in a dark place, and from this day forward, I will leave this place and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know is commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with evidence of speaking in tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations, you just got saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Read your Bible, stand up with the book of John, chapter 1. Don't miss. Um, and once you finish the entire book of John, start over in the book of Genesis because it's about decreeing a thing, calling those things, speaking a thing and causing it to manifest. And you really need to know how to make things manifest. So it's kind of like when you, if you call yourself stupid every day of your life, let's say for one whole year, you call yourself stupid. At the end of that year, you will have dropped grade levels. Your grades will be terrible. Absolutely terrible. There will be less than what you have because you have decreed a thing and your spirit will make thing, make that thing happen. But if you start decreeing, I am smart, I am smart, I am excellent at school, I get good grades, I do excellent work, you will start developing, you know what, There's a, I can do this a little bit better. There's a better way to do it. So let me take more time to do my schoolwork because I want it to be the best. And so your attitude changes about that schoolwork and about things that you do. Prime example, I've been wanting to clean my closet, my storage closet, for quite a while now because there was just so much stuff in it. I said, okay, I am going to do this. And I decided I would get up early this morning. And so I was up super early. And I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and pray early. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I, I just kept telling myself for about a week or so, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get that done. Now, I should have done it last week. 
but I didn't have, I was tired and I had other things to do and I just didn't have the motivation. But I said, I am going to get that done. And lo and behold, 97 degrees outside. I said, I'm going to just do it. <laughs> and I've completed it. It looks so much better now. It's still a lot of stuff in there, but it's organized. It's mostly just boxes and whatnot because I tend to keep the boxes of stuff that I that I buy so that, I, you know, if I need to sell it or get rid of it or I just like to put it in a box. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> so basically what you have is a bunch of boxes. And so I threw away all the boxes that like the boxes that didn't really have anything that I didn't have anything to put in it. And that was, you know, how that stuff takes up a lot of space. And so I get rid of the boxes that I don't have anything to put inside of it. <laughs> so empty boxes was taking up my storage space for over a year. Crazy. I mean, I'm glad I finished that. Yay. All right. So God bless you. <laughs> this is Kathy Brox for LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. And I will try and mention that throughout the segment going forward. No, I will do that. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. Have a great day. With Direct Energy's free nights, you get 12 hours of free power every night. That means when it comes to pulling an all-nighter to get that presentation ready for the big meeting, we provide free power to the first pot of coffee. Power to your trusty laptop. Power to the motivational music. 
power to the second pot of coffee. Power to the microwave for those late-night snack attacks. And power to you for getting that promotion you worked so hard for. Call 888-400-6044 or visit directenergy.com slash free nights to sign up for free power all night, every night. Call 888-400-6044 or visit directenergy.com slash free nights. See directenergy.com slash free nights for full details subject to change. Terms and conditions apply. PUCT number 10040. In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 888-672-BLUE or visit hereforutx.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. ¿Cómo se protegen contra la COVID-19? Lávense las manos por 20 segundos con agua y jabón. No se toquen la cara. Eviten tocarse los ojos, la nariz y la boca. Quédense en casa el mayor tiempo posible. Si salen, usen tapabocas y no se acerquen a personas enfermas. Obtengan más información en coronavirus.tarrancounty.com.